Hello, school PR and school district marketers. This is the Social Media Schoolhouse Podcast, the program for public relations and marketing professionals where we focus on strategies to increase audience engagement in your school district. I'm Jason Wheeler, and today we're talking about email marketing. I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, email's dead. It does not work. What are you talking about? It's all about social media. But I'm here to tell you that email still is one of the top performing engagement tools you can use with your parents, your community members, and your teachers. So do you use email in your school district? Uh, Are you looking to get more success out of your email? Well, I'm telling you right now, if you define your niche audience and build an email list around those personas, you can improve the performance of your email marketing. In this podcast, you're going to discover how to build your niche email list and improve the performance of your email campaign. The goal is to use email to make a powerful impact with your audience. So let's get started. So what comes first? I'm telling you the number one thing you need to do before anything is done, email, building your campaign, is define your niche audiences. Like any marketing campaign, you need to know who you're going to market to. Who are you targeting? What defines them as an audience? What are their needs? What are their desires? In CFB ISD, where I work, we have broken down our email list into audience personas. Now, according to Buffer, an audience persona is a composite sketch of a key segment of your audience. For content marketing purposes or our email campaigns, you need personas to help you deliver content that will be most relevant and useful to your audience. Now, I think the most important thing from that description is deliver content that will be most relevant. Sending a blanket email to your entire district is not going to make an impact. Think of the amount of people you have that have no interest in your content you're delivering. I mean, do you really think a parent with a senior in high school is interested in your kindergarten roundups? I'm telling you right now, you have to go niche. You have to personalize your content for the audience you want to connect with. You need to figure out what their needs are and solve their problems. Wouldn't it make it more of an impact if you send specific content to a specific audience? With niche email list, you can be very, very specific. So for example, here's some niche email lists that CFBISD has created in our district. We have email list of parents with, of gifted students, so our gifted program, future kindergarten parents, parents interested in STEM curriculum. We have a dual language program, so we have an email list just for people that are interested in dual language. So it's really important to define your audience Know what they want and know what type of content they want to see. Know what type of visuals they want to see in the email, what kind of text and copy you're creating. You need to figure out what your audience wants. And if you need help developing these audience personas, HubSpot, HubSpot HubSpot.com, that's H-U-B-S-P-O-T.com, has some awesome templates you can download. Just Google HubSpot audience persona templates. So number two, after you create your personas, you know your audience, you need to build your niche email lists. 
Now, building specific email lists can be slightly more difficult than sending that blanket email that you send out to your entire district that you've collected through when they enroll in your district. Collecting email addresses that are interested in a certain program in a certain part of your district is hard. In CFB, our first step was to build a niche website hubs for our audience personas that we define. So we have a kindergarten parent website, we have an open enrollment website, we have a STEM website, and that's just a few of the things that we've created as little hubs of parents that are interested when they're Googling, when they're searching our website, they find these hubs, and that's how we first capture their interests. That's how we first capture these audiences. These hubs are a place for parents who are interested in those specific programs. On these websites, we have email sign-up opportunities, which sometimes includes a lead magnet, which I think is very, very important. You're going to have to give them something to get something from them. So we utilize a program called Lead Pages. It's leadpages.net. That's L-E-A-D-P-A-G-E-S dot net to help us build landing pages with forms to collect interested parent information. In turn for their email, we give them our lead magnet. So you're probably asking yourself, okay, I've never heard about this lead magnet. What's a lead magnet? Well, a lead magnet is some sort of like irresistible bribe offering um, a specific chunk, chunk of value to a prospect or your audience in exchange for their contact information. So exchanging something for an email address is a great way to build that list. So they get value and then you get value by having their email. So you know you have a specific email for a specific type of audience that you can market very niche and you can hyper sort of target these groups of people. So in my district, one of the most popular lead magnets we've created is a kindergarten milestone checklist been a big draw in getting a bunch of emails of parents of, for, uh, that have young children in our district or even outside our district that might be interested in our district. So this milestone checklist is what things need to happen before they join kindergarten. Where should they be? What, what kind of things should they be doing? Should they be reading? Should they be writing? Should they know math? This checklist goes over with them. It's been a huge response. Parents want to know what their parent, what their children need to do. So this milestone checklist was a huge winner for us. So you can ask for their email addresses at certain events or through school programs, but we found that these lead magnets are the best way to collect the best type of emails from a specific defined audience. And when you combine your Facebook ads with these lead magnets, it creates a really high engagement numbers. So once again, you're giving them something of value instead of selling to them. So how do you develop these engaging lead magnets to help you build your list? Well, this sort of all goes back to creating your audience personas. What can you create that will be of value to that specific audience? What's going to be in demand? Now, in CFB, like I said, we find that worksheets, checklists, and tip sheets work the best. It must be something that has enough value for someone to give his or her email address in exchange for you know, content. You need to help them solve a problem, just like that milestone checklist. They want to know what their children need to do before they enter kindergarten. They want to be confident parents, and they want to know that their child is going to be um, a success in their first years of school. They love those checklists. People love it when you can fix their problems. The key is to know your audience. What do they really want? 
If it's young parents, give them something to guide them through the first years of school. If it's parents of older kids, um, you know, give them something about college financial aid advice. Figure out their problem and solve them. As I mentioned earlier, we use lead pages to help us develop our lead magnets and landing page for our offers. It gives us great results and it's helped us build an extensive email list, these niche email lists that we're looking to do. So lead page essentially sets up a process to offer a lead magnet on a micro web page, sort of like a little tiny website, a landing page, and then takes their audience information like their email address and then sends that lead magnet to them. So lead pages has its own little web page, um, something with, you know, highly visual, and then it draws them in, they give their email address, then it automatically sends them through their email, the lead magnet so that they can download it. Um, so what happens is lead pages works hand in hand with our email pro- uh, program MailChimp. Um, and it, it helps us build our email database. So when people sign up for lead pages to get that awesome content, it sends their email address to the correct niche email list that we created in MailChimp. From there, we have that list to send more awesome content to our interested groups. And then when you've captured these email lists, you need to build that perfect email campaign. So you might have thought that was hard work getting, you know, creating a lead magnet and getting those people to sign up for your list. Well, the most important part is the email. That's what you're sending them. It has to have engaging content so they keep on going down that funnel to either join your school or to join your programs or to donate money of their business. You need to create that perfect email. So first off, before anything, we need to say it needs to be mobile friendly. And I know programs like MailChimp or Constant Contact, um, they have great you know, processes that does, does a lot for you. You don't have to worry about the mobile friendly. It, it fits to the screens that um, your uh, niche lists are opening your content with. And then second, it needs to be visual. You don't have to have a bunch of copy or a bunch of type in your email. It's a visual society. I've said this before. It's visual storytelling. Don't bog them down. No one's going to read a novel when they open up their email. They want something short, sweet, to the point, and it needs to be visual to draw them in. You know, niche emails have to be better than that RSS generated content. You got to take the time to build the emails from scratch. It needs to be clear, organized, and digestible. The most important element when constructing that email is the subject line. It's the first impression when you send an email to your niche audience. Subject line needs to be short and sweet, but also must be engaging. You gotta convince your audience to take that next step and open the email. A great subject line can make all the difference between an email that skyrockets your customer engagement and that one gets sent straight to the trash bin. People know salesy little techniques. You can't be salesy. you got to be offering them value. So once you have that perfect subject line in place, and there's so much stuff out there on the internet, just Google email subject lines or best email subject lines. There's tons of awesome advice from experts out there that can help you write that perfect subject line. So your next step in building your email is to have chunked content that has the right mix of text and visuals. In CFBISD, where I work, we always write out our content, 
very short, very sweet, and then create a visual around that content. So here's some tips about, you know, your email images, about being visual. Bright colors. You need to make your email pop in that inbox. If it's something that's dull, boring, a bunch of text, people are not going to open it. They're not going to read it. Large text. Don't use a bunch of text, but if you do, don't make your audience squint to read your material. It needs to be large font. Just like your PowerPoints, don't put a bunch of text up there. Um, you know, you need to have large font to the point that really draws that message to the audience. And engaging visuals, like I said, you know, most likely you're going to have images or a database of pictures of students doing awesome things in the classroom. Use those in your email campaigns. Parents love pictures of students. They love pictures of things that are showing great things that are happening in your district. Use those. So another important tip when creating email is creating some type of call to action. You want your audience to do something when they receive the email. It can't just be an email like, oh, such and such one gold medal. Those are fine every once in a while, but you need to drive them somewhere. You need to drive them to your website. You need to drive them to a special offer. You need to drive them to sign up for you know um, tours of your school. They need to do something. That call to action is very, very important. So a call to action could be something as simple as visiting a website. They could share this email with their friends or registering for an event would be an awesome thing to put in as a call to action. You always want your audience to take that next step in the marketing process. We usually have multiple call to action in our emails. The main call to action, most likely going to our lead magnet landing page or some type of tour or some type of event that our school is putting on or like a kindergarten roundup. And then at the bottom of our email, we have social share buttons to encourage our email list to share the content with their friends because we want to continue to build our email addresses. We, those people are influencers that are on your email niche lists. They know other people that are interested in the same things they're interested in. Have them share the content with their friend. It's a great way to continue to build your list. Now, creating a niche email lists can be very difficult and a lot of extra work, but the benefits are much bigger than a blanket email to all of the parents in your district. Creating to find audiences with rich email content can be a gold mine when promoting your programs. Do not think email is dead. It's still very powerful. It might not have the open rate it did 10 years ago, but still, if you're creating engaging content, you're going to convince people to open that email, especially if you have niche lists that are very interested in the content that you're emailing out. Well, that's it for tonight's episode. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Schoolhouse podcast. If you like what you heard, we love subscribers. Subscribe on iTunes today. For more content on marketing and social media outside the podcast, make sure to visit my blog at www.socialmediaschoolhouse.com or follow me on Twitter at WheelerCFB. Have a great day. This has been Jason Wheeler for the Social Media Schoolhouse Podcast.